welcome back to the All Heal podcast. My name is Sydney and this is a podcast centered on reframing the way you think about perceived life challenges and providing insight based on my own knowledge and personal experiences to help you heal any parts of yourself that are maybe keeping you from living life to the fullest. So today I want to talk about the psychological effects of consumerism and the ways that attaching ourselves to material things may be impacting our self-concept, which is the way we think about ourselves, and then also the way we think about life more generally. Um, So I first want to define consumerism. Consumerism is the idea that consuming more goods is economically desirable and desirable more generally and in and of itself i don't think that capitalism or consumerism are inherently bad i feel like it's like a common it's like a common thing when people like go on their spiritual healing journeys to go through this realization that like capitalism is ruining everything and like just you know y'all know what i'm talking about and i don't think that capitalism or consumerism are inherently bad but i do think that it's important as it relates to consumerism specifically to create a healthy relationship with material things and stray away from having like an unhealthy attachment and i'll elaborate on more of what i mean by that later on but i want to give some context as to why i wanted to create this episode first so you know it's the springtime and i feel like literally every time the season changes i get to feeling like i have no clothes oh more context i love clothes love dressing up all of that and literally every time the season changes i am like i have nothing to wear and i'm tempted to buy literally a whole new wardrobe because i feel like I don't have enough or it's just like not my style anymore and I forced myself this time to step back and like recognize the facts and the reality and the reality is I have more than enough like I have a closet full of clothes several drawers I have more than enough but I had been operating in a lack mindset as opposed to abundant an abundant one and in doing that it's like i could have all the clothes all the material things in the world but if i'm engaging with thoughts that tell me i don't have enough like no amount of material things would ever allow me to be satisfied so it was less a problem of my actual possessions and more so of the way that i was thinking about those possessions and consumerism in part works to make people feel unsatisfied and encourages people to seek happiness and satisfaction through the constant expansion of their material goods so i think it's really important to take steps to think independently of the messages that consumerism may be sending you because i think it definitely has the potential to be really dangerous and you know harp on your mental health and just 
um, it can get to like a dark place and you start to kind of maybe lose sight of what is really important. I remember when I was little, I was a fiend for the dolls. Like, I love those things and like toys in general, but like dolls and like like the American Girl dolls, the Barbie, everything. And I'd get a new doll or whatever toy it was and I'd love it for some time. And then a little while later, I'd move on to wanting the next thing. And I feel like that's pretty common in kids and just like people more generally. Um, but I remember seeing a commercial for this like wax string material thing and like you could use it to make your own toys and I remember convincing my poor dad that this was like the best investment ever because then I could make all my own toys he would never have to buy me anything ever again and like this was going to be you know the best thing I was never going to need anything and of course after some time I got tired of that I didn't want to make my own toys no more and I wanted the next thing and I think it's really interesting that even at a young age we receive all these messages from the media or from wherever else convincing us of this false and misleading value of material things and like I alluded to earlier I don't think that in and of itself it's bad to want material things but I do think that it's really important to be intentional about it and to partake in purchases because you enjoy them not because you feel like you need them to supplement your identity or to make you whole like if you think about it the best way for companies to sell you a product is to make you feel like you're not enough without it like there's a huge level of deception and manipulation that goes into the selling of products and they send these very subtle but very persuasive messages suggesting for example you would be more valuable if you had x type of body by this protein powder you would be prettier if you covered up your under eye circles by this concealer you would get more respect and status and be more manly if you had a symbol of your wealth by this car and what all of these are indirectly saying is that there is something wrong with you as you are. Buying this thing, this product, will make you more whole or will make you more meaningful. And people are agreeable, you know? Like, everyone wants to feel whole. Everyone wants to be considered valuable. And these companies know that and they prey upon that. One example that comes up in talking about this is I, so I worked on a project with my dad at the beginning of the year and he has um, a public health consulting company and they were tasked with working on a skin lightening campaign to ultimately minimize the use and distribution of skin lightening products in the U.S. And I was responsible for doing research and writing a literature review and one of the key things i had to research was understanding these psychosocial factors that led people to buy these products in the first place and as you can imagine the leading cause or main reason that people were buying skin lightening products 
was because of the implications of colorism and you know people with lighter skin have and continue to be relayed as being the ideal being more desirable and so in order to sell skin lightening products these manufacturers and corporations have to make darker skin people feel like they aren't enough make them feel like they would be prettier more successful more meaningful as a whole if they were to buy these products and i don't want to fault individuals for institutional problems i'm not suggesting that it's dark-skinned people's fault for wanting to buy skin lightening products you know being brought up in a culture that has told you that your skin it does not meet the ideal it's reasonable to want something that can get you closer to that ideal so i'm not saying this to place blame on the individual but to encourage you as individuals to try to think independently of these messages um so that you don't fall into the trap because they are lying to us y'all they are trying to make a dollar and in doing so you know that that takes a toll so don't don't believe it it is a lie like it was crazy doing research i mean very little surprises me anymore but it was disappointing like one of the most alarming statistics was that 75 percent of women in nigeria use skin lightening products and then there were similar numbers in other african countries and these products or at least the ones that i was researching were like really really harmful to your health like really really terrible side effects but the fact that people were were and continue to be willing to buy these products in spite of the dangers to their health is telling of how effective these messages are in saying okay this will make you enough you're willing to sacrifice your health to achieve enoughness or this ideal or this false ideal i should say so i think it's really important before buying something to disassociate your worth and identity from the physical thing and to tell yourself like i am no more or no less valuable with this thing i am buying it out of want not out of need and i'm releasing any attachments i have towards this thing that's what i try to tell myself at least before buying something to keep myself from clinging to it and from wanting to consume more than what is healthy another example is i think i've mentioned before that i traveled to bali last summer and one of the things i did was go to an elephant sanctuary i was definitely like top five experiences so cool and it was a rescue facility for endangered elephants and they like let you get close and like interact with them like an eco-friendly way but i got to wash an elephant and one of the things i noticed when i got close was that the elephants had these like really really thick and like spiky hairs and also like striations like all along their body 
And until I got close, I had never known that and probably would have never known that. And that's in large part because there are no razors for elephant hair. There are no creams to get rid of the lines on their bodies. There are no products at all that regulate or modify their body or physical appearance because they're elephants. Like, the only reason we have things like anti-aging creams and foundations and everything else is because there's a market that's telling us that there is something wrong with the way that we naturally exist. And in obsessing over these messages and compulsively indulging in these products, we're handing over our power and allowing outside influences to dictate how we show up in our bodies and dictate what we consider acceptable ways to show up in our bodies. Like, even the name anti-aging cream is bizarre to me. Like, we are human beings, we're meant to age, our bodies are meant to change. The fact that there are these sanctions and restrictions on our bodies and messages telling us that there are acceptable and unacceptable ways to exist is just crazy to me. That's why I feel like it's so important to be intentional when buying things and asking yourself what is your motivation in buying it asking is this a motivation that i even believe in or is it something an external force has made me believe and then making it making a decision as to whether you want to buy it from then on um i also i read a book about this a while ago that talks about this concept really well the book is called the body is not an apology by Sonia Renee Taylor and it's a really powerful book about radical self-love and the systems that give way to body shame and oppression and all sorts of things and there's this one part of the book that I still think about where she talks about buying to be enough and in this one quote she says profit greedy industries work with media outlets to offer us a distorted perception of ourselves and then use that distorted self-image to sell us remedies to the distortion, end quote. And I feel, like, I feel like she explained it really well and is essentially saying that companies and media outlets tell us in a multitude of ways that there is an ideal. There is an ideal in terms of what beauty looks like and an ideal in terms of what strength and manpower looks like, what happiness looks like, etc., and in doing so they also send us messages about what is not ideal and then they sell us remedies for those quote-unquote distortions and convince us that indulging in these quote-unquote remedies will approximate us closer to this ideal that they have created so all of that is to say be intentional about what you buy and how you buy and ask yourself whether your motivations are your own or whether they are someone else's. Because in not being intentional, consumerism can work as an instrument to lower self-esteem and cultivate a need for things in the pursuit of achieving enoughness. And another thing I think is really interesting is that consumerism has asserted itself as a major determinant in the shaping of our identities. So like when companies are trying to sell us something, 
they're not only selling you the product itself, but also the lifestyle you would have with the product. So for example, say there's a BMW commercial that shows this strong, burly man suited up, lots of women subtly placed in the commercial, and he's driving in this beautiful, wealthy scenery, and he gets his fancy job, you know, whatever else. So the commercial convinces people that in buying the BMW, this is the kind of lifestyle you will have. This is the kind of person you will be. These tactics allow people to live a fantasy identity through a brand despite what their life is like away from the product. And it seems so obvious when they do it. Like, when I watch those commercials, like, obviously that's what you're trying to do. But they are effective. They got me. So I'll give a personal example, not related to commercials or any of that. But I like to wear, like, hippie granola clothes sometimes. And I do genuinely like it. But... I have also caught myself when like looking for style inspo, sometimes wanting those kinds of clothes because I like the idea of the person I would be with them. Like I perceive people who have that hippie style as being very carefree and spiritual and earthy and I'm sometimes drawn to that style because I want to be perceived in the same way and I don't think it's bad to like use clothes and fashion as like a means of expression but I do think that clothes and material things more generally have become this like false indicator of identity like there definitely are a lot of people who dress like earthy like and have the characteristics i mentioned i'd like to think that i have those characteristics but i do feel like we made material things like an integral part of how we define ourselves and i think that that has the potential to be really dangerous without being intentional because then your identity something that is very personal and distinctive becomes dependent upon things that are outside of yourself you know like when those material things are gone how do you describe yourself and what makes you you i see this also show up in like the forming of friend groups like i remember when i was coming into college i was really nervous and like a little bit overwhelmed by the idea of coming in fresh and like making a whole new set of friends and I observed other people and there were a lot of girls specifically who were driven to be friends with people because of their aesthetic you know people who would dress like them or look like them and in and of itself you know I don't think that's horrible like so for example someone wearing a shirt with like an artist you like is indicative of like a common interest i think it's natural to maybe like want to be friends with them but i do think that excluding people from your pool of consideration who may not share the same aesthetic is a bit foolish because 
the content of someone's character couldn't possibly be defined by their material things. So like basing our prospects for friendships or relationships on that criteria might keep you from experiencing meaningful connections. I think it's really important to disassociate material things from the defining of our identities or at least not allow them to be like the primary force that defines who we are because we are so much more than our things we're so much more than what is seen on the exterior and we are so much more valuable in our natural state than consumerism would like us to think so all of this is to say enjoy your material things use them for what they're good for but also take the necessary steps to have a healthy relationship with them you know engage in a engage in an abundant mindset think independently of the messages that the media is telling you and minimize the importance of these things in the defining of your identity i hope that you all enjoyed this episode i hope that it resonated with someone and yeah i will talk to you guys again soon bye